A proposed bill from state lawmakers wants to help formerly incarcerated people land on their feet and start a career. It's called the Safer Communities Act, and its supporters say along with helping people returning from prison, it would reduce recidivism, improve neighborhoods, and help small businesses struggling to find employees. Reporter Esther Yunji Kang is covering the proposed legislation for WBEZ, and she's here with me now to break it down. Welcome back, Esther. Hi, Sasha. Thanks. Let's start by hearing from Darius Digby. He had recently returned from prison and found a job. But just a couple weeks in, he got this message from his employer. They text me and then send me an email saying um, that due to your background, we um, we have to let you go. Just like that. And I was really getting the hang of it, you know, waking up every day and um, going to work. Sounds like a very frustrating experience, Esther. So so let's talk about that, because there are a lot of barriers for people who have spent time in, in prison when they try to look for a job. Remind us of what those are. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, you know, these are folks who have done their time and, and pay their debt to society, as, as, as they say. And many of these folks are already victims of mass incarceration. And so they come back home and um, a lot of them after several years in prison and things have changed in terms of technology, how to apply for jobs even. Um, and not only do they have to adjust to just life again and find a place to stay and things like that, but they have to start supporting themselves. And so in doing that, you know, despite the fact that Illinois has some legislation that kind of tries to limit employers from discriminating against formerly incarcerated people, uh, many employers are still kind of not complying. There's also the background check after which um, employers might choose to let someone go. So if you look at the numbers, the national unemployment rate for formerly incarcerated people is around 27 percent. That's that's high. Yeah, that's five times higher than the general population. And so their challenge is to getting a job, period. But um, another issue that a lot of formerly incarcerated people have told me about is finding a job that actually pays a living wage. So, you know, some say that they were initially able to get a job as a dishwasher or at a fast food restaurant, Mm -hmm. but uh, they just, the wages were so low that they couldn't, uh, they couldn't pay the bills. You also discuss other efforts in your story that uh, help the formerly incarcerated. For instance, you write about ban the box. What is that? Yeah, the ban the box legislation went into effect in 2015. And essentially, it requires employers to consider applicants regardless of criminal history. And so employers can't ask about that history until after a a job offer has been made. And last year, actually, Governor J.B. Pritzker expanded on that legislation by signing into law a bill that says, um, Illinois employers can't disqualify an employee with a record unless there is, quote, substantial relationship to the job. Um, so, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the record was is related to the, the job that they're being hired to do. So let's dig into this new bill. Uh, what is the Safer Communities Act and what is it aiming to solve? The Safer Communities Act uh, tries to take things a step further than just saying to employers, hey, don't discriminate. Um, it actually, what it does is it incentivizes businesses, um, especially small businesses, to actually hire returning citizens. And so um, the bill was crafted largely with the help of formerly incarcerated people themselves, you know, the very people who experienced, um, you know, the challenges and, and had an idea of, of what would actually be helpful. So there are a number of training programs for these uh, formerly incarcerated folks 
already. Is this bill going further? Right, right. So the training programs help folks to, you know, this is how you apply for a job. If you are in the manufacturing sector, then this is, you know, these are some skills you can learn. But this bill puts the individual on the job, and I think that's that's what uh, proponents are saying is 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 so innovative. So let's understand exactly how it would work. Say this bill was to pass, Esther, and and it was to get signed into law. What would happen exactly for these folks? So State Representative Justin Slaughter, he uh, sponsored the bill, and what he told me is that it actually just functions kind of like a, a voucher program. So, for example, um, if you take Darius Digby, whom we heard of, uh, heard from earlier, he would have something like an $850 per month voucher that he can take to any employer for a job that he wants to do. Um, and that employer would use uh, the money as a wage subsidy for a defined period of time. Right now, the bill says uh, one year. And mm-hmm. as it stands, you know, the bill also... Um, includes a one-time $2,500 tax, uh, uh, tax credit to hire and train that person. So okay. the idea, again, is is to incentivize businesses to really consider these candidates if they haven't before. And uh, a lot of people told me this is the smart thing to do anyway, mm-hmm. the right thing to do. But sometimes people need you know, a nudge and, and a money, monetary uh, nudge in particular. Yeah, it makes it sound like more of a win on both sides. If it happens this way, this is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, that's Esther Yoon G. Kang from WBEZ. We're talking about the Safer Communities Act. That's a bill that's working its way through Springfield and aiming to help formerly incarcerated people find jobs. So, Esther, the folks who are backing this bill, they say that it would also help small businesses. You just sort of explained a little bit about that voucher and that tax credit. Anything else we should know there? Yeah, I talked to Elliot Richardson. He leads the Small Business Advocacy Council, and he was really excited about this bill. Um, a lot of small businesses are struggling. That's what, uh, you know, they're, they're cutting hours of operation and closing on, on days that they'd normally be open because they just don't have enough staff and the labor market right now is tight, um, with, with more jobs than there are workers. And so, the idea is that this bill would not only help returning citizens, but also uh, spur the e- economic recovery of uh, bus- small businesses in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Small businesses uh, who have uh, hired formerly incarcerated people. It's been a challenge, it sounds like. Yeah, I, I think um, it- it's just a challenge for large businesses, too, but small businesses in particular, maybe um, in-, in a lot of uh sort of marginalized communities and disinvested neighborhoods in particular, um, they're struggling even more. You also spoke with uh, someone whose comments really struck me, Esther. That's uh, Antonio Lightfoot, who's part of a group that helped craft the new bill. He, too, spent time behind bars. Let's hear that. Most of the crimes in our neighborhoods, uh, black and brown neighborhoods, like inner city, is crimes of poverty. We know that if people just had an opportunity to make a decent living, then they wouldn't be uh, risking their life to put food on the table. What impact do advocates think that this bill will have on on communities with higher populations of people returning from prison? Yeah, so advocates think that the bill would help reduce recidivism, um, which is you know when someone who was formerly incarcerated go back goes back to prison. And Antonio Lightfoot, um, he 
got out in 2009, and he said he got a good job finally in 2017. Um, and you know, he was also one of the folks who said that he couldn't find a job that paid a living wage, and uh, you know, not just a a, a a job that pays a living wage, but something where they feel like there's a real future there, and they don't mm -hmm. feel the need to you know commit those crimes of poverty, as as he called them. Yeah. Well, I want to end by listening to another snippet from your story. This is from another formerly incarcerated person that you interviewed named James Webb. And here's what he had to say about finding employment with Chicago Green Insulation. This is definitely a learning experience. It's not all peachy, but uh, it's work. And it's definitely something that I can see myself doing a career with, which I take very seriously. When I talk about what I do, I'm proud to say this is my career and this is my plan. So a positive end for, for James, it seems like, right? It seems like he's finding some stability with this new job and, and is hopeful. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. James is really great. He, you know, he's now in a supervisory role. He's been there a year and he's the one who brought on his friend, uh, Darius Digby, um, from earlier, uh, in our conversation. And James feels like he's on a career path that he can really make something out of in, in the future. His boss, Tom Decker, you know, he says it's, it's not always a guaranteed success story, right? They're not always going to have perfect employees every time, but it works out more often than it uh, doesn't. And, and James is one of those cases. Mm -hmm. So before I let you go, Esther, tell us the status of this bill. Is it going to go up for vote soon? Well, State Rep uh, Slaughter says he's been working with the House Speaker's office to, to get this uh, moved in the veto session uh, that starts next month, November 15th. And, you know, uh, he's he's hopeful and he's been working with the different agencies that would be involved with the implementation uh, if it passes. So so we'll have to watch for it. Yeah. Esther Yoonji Kang is a reporter covering race, class and communities for WBEZ. Thank you so much, Esther. Thanks, Sasha. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.